0: No matter how good your business plan is, it has to change. No matter how good your mission, vision, and strategy is, it has to change based on the market analogy. So we did build this from the get-go for scaling. But as we we're moving forward, we noticed that there were roadblocks road ahead. We thought it would scale in one direction, but it had some roadblocks because we could not anticipate. Because as I said, life is 10% action and 90% reaction. We took the action to go to the customer and say, this is going to work, this is going to help. When the customer said, hey, I need this, that added complexity to the technology stack, and um, hence it created some roadblocks. My name is Shrikhar Sam Yaruwa. I am the founder
1: and CEO of PyCube. This is Code Story, a podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries. It takes six months moonlighting. It oh. Who share what it takes to change an industry. I don't exactly know what to do next. took many goes to get right. Who built the teams that have their back. The company is its people. The teams help each other achieve. I was proud of our team. Keeping scalability top of mind. All that infrastructure was a Yes, pain. we've been fighting it as we grow. Total waste of time. The stories you don't read in the headlines. It's not an easy thing to achieve, my Took it off you. the shelf and dusted it off and tried to begin. Dry the ups and downs of the startup life. You need to really want it's it. not just about technology. All this and more on Code Stories. I'm your host, Noah Lappart, and today, Hashrakar Samiruva, set out to intimately know how to serve hospitals and build the best asset management solution. This episode is sponsored by Kiteworks. Legacy-managed file transfer tools lack proper security, putting sensitive data at risk. With KiteWorks MFT, companies can send automated or ad hoc files in a fully integrated, highly secure manner. The solution is FedRAMP Moderate Authorized by the Department of Defense and has been so since 2017. Step into the future of secure managed file transfer with KiteWorks. Visit KiteWorks.com to get started. This episode is sponsored by ClearQuery. ClearQuery is the analytics for humans platform. With their full suite of features, you can go from data ingestion to automated insights seamlessly. With Ask ClearQuery, you can find valuable insights into your data using plain English. Don't miss the opportunity to simplify your data analytics with ClearQuery. Get started today at clearquery.io slash code story. Sam Samiruva comes from an immigrant family from India. He had a humble background, which shaped his path forward and how he approaches life with hunger. He comes from a family of engineers, and his current venture is his third startup. He loves learning, believing wholeheartedly in constant learning. In fact, he mentioned that education was nothing but exposure, which I found insightful. He believes in being a person that tries to understand things and people without judgment. Shakar started working with hospitals in many different capacities to understand how things worked. This gave him and his team a lot of perspective on how to help them best. Administrators, doctors, nurses, etc. Once they learned how to serve them best, they pivoted to building software solutions to help them lower their cost. This is the creation story of PyCube.
0: My previous companies were also in technology. We wanted to actually get into something healthcare-related or vertical-related. And healthcare, what better market than healthcare? We started uh, delving into it. We started knocking on the doors. We didn't have any domain experience in healthcare. We started uh, going into the hospital market with what we know. So here I am going to the customer. Hey, this is my skill set. Hey, can can I help you with any IT projects and stuff like that? The customer always used to tell us hey we don't have an it need but we definitely have this need can you help us with this so we started working in hospitals in different ways learned a great deal about their pain points understood what, what happens in their operation room theaters understood we work with the nurses we work with the or rooms we work with the it groups working with nurses tells us how do they look at a software and how do you make them happy small things like a, a notification bar SMS in an in, in application would actually make a nurse happy. For them, it was like, wow, can you do this? And that gave me a different approach. Oh, so I can do something around this and we can build something to make their life easier. And here they are. We at PyCube were thinking that the hospitals would not allow us because we didn't have the right things. I think it turned out to be the other way. Hospitals did not let us in since vendors were innovative to come in, new part, new players, because they didn't know how to vet you out. There was also a breakage. They are in a different, completely different world than outside market. That gave us a perspective. We started with solutions. We started doing a lot of services. We started working with them a great deal. And we are switching from services to solutions and products at this point of time we have understood how to productize certain things because service can be always expensive because any service is going to be expensive but how do you cut cost you have to turn yourself into a product lane so that we can scale that's how it started hey let's actually package this in this form so that we can actually provide the technology to multiple customers at a subscription right and our mission and vision is giving access to technology to people who don't have it in the hospital sector healthcare sector and it's very interesting it's a very huge market broken up siloed market and you have to pick your piece you can't boil the entire ocean but you need to know where and you have to be very clear about it that's what we do we provide innovative solutions to hospitals we provide asset management we provide sample management solutions and the we found that these are the use cases that no one is addressing properly
1: Tell me about, you know, the MVP of PyCube. You know, what would be that first, you know, product or first version of the product that you built? How long did it take to build and what sort of tools were you using to bring it to life? If you start a company
0: thinking about a product, then MVP makes sense. You create that to understand a product market fit. That means what product did I build and what does the market need? Is there any connection with it? And if there is any connection, can I sell it in scale? In our case, which is some of a lot of companies out there do that. Um, They do services and then convert that into product. Those kind of companies would have validated the use cases already through services with the customer. They see a potential there, but services cannot scale because it's too expensive. We've already validated that these use cases can be solved, but they're expensive and they cannot go to all the places. Only people who have money can actually afford some services around this and the budget has to be allocated. Not everyone can afford a lot of money for services, so you have to take pieces of the puzzle. from that service that you have learned with the customer, that's how our MVP came about. We already knew that the customer is working. That is the best way, of, in my case, that's the best way of doing it because you're already working with the customer, providing the service, and the customer says, wow, this works. Now, you've already seen what the emotion of the customer is and what can be given to him. You box it up and make it a product and then they go to market. So we came about from that perspective. And our MVP was already validated by many customers. And that helps us go into the
1: market confidently and build products in the right line. This episode is sponsored by Cashfly. The web is a competitive place. And if your site delivers its content pixelated, slow, or not at all, well then you lose. But that's where CashFly comes in. CashFly delivers rich media content up to 159% faster than other major CDNs. Through ultra-low latency streaming, lightning-fast gaming, and optimized mobile content, the company offers a variety of benefits. For over 20 years, CashFly has held a track record for high-performing, ultra-reliable content delivery. While competitors call themselves fast or use cute animal names. Only CashFly holds the record of being the fastest, and serves customers like Adobe, the NFL, or Roblox, where content is created by users and must be delivered in real time. For the first time ever, Code Story listeners can get a five terabyte CDN for free. Yep, you heard that right, free. Learn more at cachefly.com/codestory. That's c-a-c-h-e-f-l-y.com/codestory. This episode is sponsored by KiteWorks. Legacy-managed file transfer tools are dated and lack the security that today's remote workforce demands. Companies that continue relying on outdated technology put their sensitive data at risk. And that's where KiteWorks comes in. KiteWorks MFT is absolutely the most secure MFT on the market today. It has been FedRAMP moderate authorized by the Department of Defense since 2017, Through FedRAMP, KiteWorks' level of security compliance provides a fast route to CMMC compliance, saving customers time, effort, and money. KiteWorks MFT makes it easy for users to send automated or ad hoc files via fully integrated shared folders and email. Administrators can manage policies in a unified console and create custom integrations using their API. Did we mention it's secure? The level of security with KiteWorks solution is rare to find. Step into the future of secure managed file transfer with KiteWorks. Visit KiteWorks.com to get started. That's K-I-T-E-W-O-R-K-S dot So then you've got your MVP. It's validated. How did you progress the product from there, progress the company and mature it? And I think to wrap it in a box a little bit, what I'm looking for is how did you build your roadmap? How did you go about deciding, okay, this is the next most important thing to build or to address with PyCube. The books of management can
0: give you a lot of different things, but it's always the entrepreneur who takes the lessons and the entrepreneur and the team that actually works with him in the correct fashion. You have to do an A-B testing. You have to keep working to see what works and what doesn't. Example, let's say I'm building uh, a software product with some hardware. So my stack would be the hardware thing. And then you'll have Amazon Amazon Web Services as your cloud. You could actually use the front-end, some software, then you can use database as SQL. Then you hire people who are required for creating that stack and build that product on. But that might not be enough because not every customer might be using that stack. Hence, they might not like what you're providing because a stack changes. Because maybe a customer uses Microsoft instead of Amazon, then how do you sell it? There will be different pieces of the puzzle that you have to test out in the market. Example, you would have to test the technology out to see if that is the right fit for the customer. You have to test out the pricing. You have to definitely in the marketing, you have to test out to do pricing. You have to do a great deal of market research as well. If you start building a product without having a market research, without understanding what your customers need and how far can you go, Without research, if you start manufacturing about a million pens, and you, then then comes the hard story, you'll go back and say, why am I not selling again? Because you didn't know how many people need that pen. One thing I've learned over the years is, no answer that you get from the market is accurately hundred percent sure. You have to wiggle your way through. You have to take assumptions on it. Plan A, Plan B. I price it at I price the pen at one dollar. Maybe I could have actually priced it at one point five. One dollar is less. One point five sometimes. Pricing it a little higher will help you with market segmentation. You Second piece is, you can't expect to sell it to everyone. First things first, we, we have it here. We are not a good solution for everyone. That's the first thing. A, stat, a strategy that, um, that we are selling it to everyone is a bad strategy. You have to know who you're selling it to. So we had to put the right strategy together. We had to do the right market research, understand the market uh, segmentation, create the right stack on the technology side, price it properly and we are still working on it. And then the market techno market changes. Suddenly AI comes up and how? Oh, how do we leverage that? Then the sales part comes in. How do you want to sell it? There are many ways of selling it. You could, example, if I'm making tomatoes, uh, I have an acre land and I'm making tomatoes. Once the tomatoes are ripe, I plug them out and I either have two options because I only have one week before they get rotten. I either can have it on I go door to door and knock on them and say, hey, I have a ripe tomato. Do you want to buy them? Or that takes a long time and a lot of people are required because I can't sell all of them. And within the speculated time of one week, they might get rot. So you need other mechanisms of selling it. Maybe you go to a farmer's market and put your stuff there. So how can you sell your product in the right time? In our case, healthcare is very complicated and distributed and has many needs. So you typically, when you go to the customer with a particular solution, they always say, hey, can you do this also? So you get opportunities um, at the customer side as well. How do you incorporate or should you say no to that? Because that is not part of your goal and focus. That's how we we grew and that's how we do it here. And every department has to be innovative enough. There is a difference between innovation and invention. Invention is you what you're creating from scratch. I'm not inventing a new thing here at all. Sometimes innovation is enough for the market. So here we are not inventing a rocket science, but we're innovating a business model, a new way of selling it in, in layman terms. So that the customer gets the value at the right price, and you need the right people to do that. That's what we've, we've strategized and move forward. That's how we grew.
1: So let's flip the team. I'm curious about, You know, how you went about building your team? What did you look for in those people to indicate that they were the winning horses to join you? You have to
0: first get an idea, then you have to find the right people and align them to make them work on one goal. Employment is always an opportunity and a contract between two people. A company says, I'm building this, are you interested? And, And an employee comes in and says, I'm interested, I want to join this. You have to attract the right people into the company and start building it, and you need the right people then you give them the right nudge to make sure they are the right winning horses around it. I am really blessed with a right set of people here. It is a challenging task to have the right people come together. You need the knowledge, you need the skill set and also most importantly you need an innovative angle and curiosity saying, "Hey, this didn't work. Can I can this work?" If those things come together, I think you get the winning horses as a part of your team. We are looking forward to add more new people in different areas, and God bless them. They've been working together, and they've been working in an innovative stage, and
1: that is what got us here. This episode is sponsored by Cashfly. The web is a competitive place, and if your site delivers its content pixelated, slow, or not at all, well then you lose. But that's where CashFly comes in. CashFly delivers rich media content up to 159% faster than other major CDN's. Through ultra low latency streaming, lightning fast gaming, and optimized mobile content, the company offers a variety of benefits. For over 20 years CashFly has held a track record for high-performing ultra reliable content delivery. While competitors call themselves fast or use cute animal names, only CashFly holds the record of being the fastest and serves customers like Adobe, the NFL, or Roblox, where content is created by users and must be delivered in real time. For the first time ever, Code Story listeners can get a five terabyte CDN for free. Yep, you heard that right, free. Learn more at cachefly.com/codestory. That's c-a-c-h-e-f-l-y.com/codestory. Hello, welcome to the Data Analytics Club. Do you know the password? No, I didn't know there was one. Do you know how to code? Uh, no. Do you know how to query data? Like, ask a question? I guess not. Hmm, I see. Then you can't be in this club. Sorry, goodbye. Don't be left out of the Analytics Club. ClearQuery is the Analytics for Humans platform. With their full suite of features, you can go from data ingestion to automated insights seamlessly. ClearQuery Query provides you with the information you need, without requiring you to do the heavy lifting. Their Ask ClearQuery Query feature allows you to ask questions in plain English, helping you find relationships and connections in your data that may have previously gone unnoticed. You can even visualize your data with presentation mode, taking your data storytelling to the next level. Pricing is based on storage, not licenses, and that ensures that you get the most bang for your buck. Don't miss the opportunity to simplify data analytics, your data analytics, with ClearQuery. Get started today at clearquery.io slash Codestory. Let's talk about scalability, and this will be interesting. Did you build this from a technology standpoint to scale from the very beginning? Or have there been any areas where you've had to fight it as you've grown? I think both.
0: I say Both very humbly because no matter how good your business plan is it has to change no matter how good your mission vision and strategy is it has to change based on the market analogy so we did build this from get-go for scaling but as you're moving forward we noticed that there were roadblocks ahead we thought it would scale in one direction but it had some roadblocks because we could not anticipate because as I said life is 10% action and 90% reaction we took the action to go to the customer and say this is going to work this is going to help the customer said hey i need this different feature on this and not this and that we'll have to keep adding and we'll have to work with the customers and changing it Um, that added complexity to the technology stack and um, hence it created some roadblocks so where we started and how it molded itself um, definitely you have to be agile enough to actually grow even though you think that it's built for scale, so the backend is all automated, The we have CICD automated, we have Docker containers um, on the system, we could do all different kinds of things, but based on the features that the customers ask, when we incorporate them, then it creates a new set of challenges that no longer be in the same thought process as when we started the process. So we, we did both of them. We started from the get-go for scalability, we have a dedicated tenant. That means a dedicated instance and we also have a multi-tenancy environment which can actually scale for multiple customers. But if the customer requires certain features that actually has to be priced in the multi-tenant environment, that creates some challenges where we've we've been working with our our development team has been on its uh, toes to make sure that those things have been incorporated. Sometimes it's challenging because you can't scale all of them but you have to think out of the box to make sure they're incorporated properly. And some problems are meant to scale, some problems have to be dealt to scale. So we do both.
1: As you step out on the balcony and you look across all that you've built with PyCube, what are you most proud of? If
0: I step out and look back, it's more of the number of people that I've touched. You and I, when we start off, we, we have a father and mother and we start off and our ecosystem is small and that's how we start. When you' growing up you I never thought that I would be influential enough to touch about four five hundred, six hundred people all along my way overall my journey I have trained some people who are vice presidents in the company I have trained some people who are who were under me who are directors and vice presidents there are some people who have thanked me for giving them the knowledge and understanding no matter what their thanks is but I feel extremely humbled that I was able to at least touch the lives of so many people and that gives me satisfaction. Not the product that I built because that is just business but able to actually do the right thing and able to guide people in the right direction actually gives you a lot more satisfaction than building one particular product which might or might not work but more than that I think the people behind it and influencing the people behind it and guiding them in the right direction in different ways that actually satisfied a lot more.
1: Let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it.
0: We are who we are based on the background we have. You take a left turn because of a particular incident in your life, or you take a right turn because of an incident in your life or some something happened. Everything is a data point, and how the data point works out is who you are at this point. The mistakes that we made, how we responded to them, makes us who we are today. Anything that changes in the data points over my past could have changed the path that we have taken right now. So uh, mistakes and sense. Mistake is a characterization of it should have gone in one way, but it is going in a different way. We had incidents, but I don't consider anything as a mistake because we don't regret anything that happened. We dealt with any issues that happen in life and uh, that's called for resolution. We don't consider it to be a mistake because nothing is a mistake. Everything works when it's fair and how you handle it gives you the next level if someone teaches me to do something and I deviate from that path, it's not a mistake, it's an innovation. You could actually do at it from that perspective as well. We made a lot of deviations from the path and we corrected our codes based on the deviation understanding. And we learned a great deal. Every deviation from the path taught us a lot of information which helped us move forward. I think you, you should allow mistakes to happen because you can learn. I think you can learn a great deal from mistakes then, or
1: deviations, than from success. Okay, what does the future look like for PiCube, the product, and for your team? There are a
0: lot of changes happening in the market. Just look at how things have changed from last year. When Generative AI came in, in December, January of last year, 2023, I think. And within four quarters, the valuation almost tripled, quadrupled, and every there's an article there somewhere saying 80% or 85%, a big number of CEOs have already tried using um, Generative AI. That means everyone is trying to adopt. When the market changes, how do we make sure we use the technology and understand how do you use these newer technologies and provide solutions to our customers? How do you make it enterprise-wide? and at the right price. You have to make it economical and available to the customers. The future that we see is an innovative product which has the right technology, not the latest. I would say the right ones. Sometimes latest is not the right thing to do. The latest technology is not the right thing, but the right technology is used to provide the solutions that are helping our customers We move forward. and. You've heard a great deal about nurses in healthcare are stressed out. The providers are stressed out. There is a precedence to it. During COVID, they've done a lot of things and they have gone through a lot of stress and they've taken care of a lot of patients that have never done that before. And suddenly they are stressed out. People left, people moved from different places. And now I believe this is going to stay here for a long time because people are stressed out in hospitals. So what do we do to make sure this community service I would call a hospital a community service that they provide to the communities they serve. How do we make sure the institution survives by giving them the right tools and right technologies so that the customers, even if you make a, a 5% dent in their stress levels to come down, if you're able to make their life easier to do their jobs, that is what we are striving towards and making sure that we are hitting different personnel from different perspectives and put the right technology in there. Can we make their life easier? That I think is going to be our goal in our products and trying to make it enterprise-wide so they can get it at a, a subscription price. So th- those are the mechanisms where I see the cus- um, uh, company going into.
1: So let's switch to you, Srikar Who influences the way that you work? Name a person or many persons or something you'll go up to and why.
0: I don't know if it, if it sounds weird, but I'm a person who is influenced by many people. I, I take certain characters from characteristics from uh, different people in different ways. I, I still remember when I was young, as I said, my father used to earn about 300 bucks a month in India and we used to live in this a small house where we had asbestos roof so when it rains it used to actually leak because some of the holes that the contractor that came in did not put the screws in all the holes of the asbestos sheets so apparently when it rains we came to know that some of the holes are still open so it started raining and one of the hole was directly above the the bed that me and my sister were sleeping so whenever it used to rain, we used to open our eyes and um, I used to see my mom holding a, a vessel on, on, on top of the kids so that it doesn't actually wake them up from the sleep. So that, that picture, when I wake up at three o'clock and my mom holding a vessel on top of it, so just to make sure the kids don't wake up, that picture gives me goosebumps sometimes because that is the, I learned from my mom, the love and care that you give to other people and without thinking about yourself, so... I learned that from her. My father used to be, he used to actually make both me and my sister write down letters of unfairness in the market. Uh, So example, he used to say, hey, this person is being unfairly treated. He used to write a big letter and then he used to copy the CM of the state CM, the chief minister of the state, which is equal to a governor in America. I'm like, father, are you crazy? Are you writing this to the chief minister? And you expect what? But he used to never stop. He used to just write a letter. Whenever he sees something unfair in the market, he used to do that. I used to think he was crazy. Now I look back and it takes guts. Maturity actually teaches you what you have to learn. And I, I hope I was even an iota of what guts he had. And I, I learn from the market, from people, how they pull people together. I learn about business. from. So my mom inspires about how you have to be humble and straightforward and love and care without thinking about yourself my father teaches you about do not close your eyes when you see something you have to stand up for something not there there is a Warren Buffer who teaches you about how do you go about how do you go against the winds in business there are some people in in uh, politics there are some people um, in history there are some people that actually inspire me and you learn from them different aspects of it
1: last question sugar so you're getting on a plane and sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing what advice would you give that person having gone down this road a bit several times
0: today's generation has big ideas great ideas better than mine because they are exposed to things that when i was growing up i didn't have so obviously their connected mind and connected strategy and connected thought process around will give them the bigger thoughts I would only tell them this, never stop dreaming about something that you can make change. When you make these big dreams, the only piece of the puzzle is respect it. There is a reason why people have not taken that route. There is a reason why you don't see those problems solved. And if you think you are a person who wants to solve that problem, then you start understanding the pain points of the problem and how complicated that is. Then you can't do it alone. You have to have a team. So just a kid coming in and saying, I'm going to solve the entire thing, it's not going to happen. You can't do it alone. You need the resources. You need people. You need different skill sets, different perspectives, different thoughts. Bringing it together is a challenge again. You need different minds to come together to solve a bigger problem. And it's not going to be easy because you have to respect it. Nothing is going to be easy because there are a lot of experiences you have to understand. With that being said, I would never discourage them from dreaming, but that thought you got has to be wetted properly. And if you think that you are the guy who's going to solve the world problems, then think back again: why, what, how? Why do you think this exists? And going a little deeper might actually give you a better idea answer about it. And that would be my suggestion to the guy sitting right next to me.
1: I think that's fantastic. Well, Shukar, thank you for being on the show today. And thank you for telling the creation story of PyCube.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. It was fun talking
1: to you. And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Laporte. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. And when you get a chance, leave us a review both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening.